But I know my best friend is going to listen to this and laugh when I tell you guys this, because I don't think I've told anyone this. My favorite part of self-care is coming home, getting in the bathroom, taking off all my clothes, right? Putting on my robe, going downstairs, making a, a warm bowl of cereal. I like to warm mm-hmm. my milk up. Coming back upstairs, sitting on the toilet, eating my cereal while I'm on the toilet. I know, I know it's not just don't say- In our Blue Dope team meetings, we constantly ask ourselves questions that push us to strive for better. Questions like, who is this show intended for? What story are we striving to tell? Where are we meeting people in their lives as they are presented with these stories? When should we pull the trigger on some of the big ideas we have? I mean, these are just some of the questions that get answered, unanswered, revisited, and answered again and again. And again, you know, after every episode that drops, we hear from someone who's related in some way to the guest story. Just thank us for what we're doing. And we appreciate that a lot. So thank you. As long as what we're doing has meaning and it's making the world better, even the, in the most minute way, uh, we just want to continue to inspire and provide a platform for these important conversations to be told. And welcome back for another episode of our show, your show, Blue Dope. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're one of our regulars, thank you for your constant and overwhelming support. How's it going, Liv? I'm good. I had a really good week. Uh, our episode with Joshua Dwayne, um, he called me out. We hadn't worked before and it was long overdue. And so we made some magic happen uh, with some photography. Yeah, we finally made it happen last Friday. I stepped into a few fire outfits, courtesy of Stacey Armand, stylist, as well as, you know, Josh just captures your good side every single time. Yo, I know how Josh and Stacey be giving it up, so I know it's going to be epic. You know, I didn't make it, but, you know, this one's going to be one for the books, I'm sure. Yeah, the, the shoe was really good. It was really, really good. I can't wait for you guys to see what we cooked up on the Patreon bonus content. But, you know, getting back to my week, uh, took a little trip, got away for a little bit, cleared my mind, but, you know, just much-needed self-care. Yeah, I want to be like you when I grow up. I mean, but, you know, facts are sometimes you need that recharge. I mean, we got to take care of ourselves from time to time. And speaking of self-care, how appropriate this week that on the show we have the self-care queen herself, see what you did there (laughs) we had a lot of fun chatting with Nikita and for this episode though the hustle took her to a level of success it just wasn't always as exciting as most people think but it's always very very interesting to know Mrs. Nikita Gibson we have the the queen of self-care here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Miss Nikita Gibson, um, let's let's start with the basics. Where you're from, where you grew up, you, you know, from Brooklyn. If you're from Brooklyn, most likely no. your nationality is something like. Let's just let's just <laughs> give all that right now. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, first off, I want to start by saying that that title is so hilarious to me, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't do it. 
and I just rolled with it. You know, I was just like, you know what? Let's just do it. But I also want everyone to know that when I say like I'm I consider myself the queen of self-care, it's not just I think that I'm the only queen of self-care. I want all women to embody being the queen of their Mm self-care. So that's just where that comes from. Um I am from Flatbush, Brooklyn, New York. I'm you know, I feel like it's the best place in Brooklyn because we're the melting pot. (laughs) Um I am from Huaton. I'm going to just say that. <laughs> specific. Very specific. <laughs> and um, born and raised. My family's from Trinidad and Tobago. My mom is Bayesian. She passed away when I was three years old. So I consider myself like a mel- I'm a melting pot. She was born in St. Vincent. She was raised in Barbados. Oh, wow. I- Grew up going to Trinidad and Tobago every year, going to Barbados every year. My stepmother's Grenadian, so I've been to Grenada. I know about Grenada. I feel like I'm just a Caribbean melting pot. Uh, I got to say, we we did like 13 shows already, and I finally got a fellow Trini up here. (laughs) We've we've literally had like every island. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unplanned. Unplanned. I mean, you know, we the best. We are. No. I mean, people are just, you know, we, make we do it all. We do. We do it all. We but it's it because all. it's because our parents, our ancestors, like they had no choice. Right. So they figure it out. So I feel like we're the people that's going to figure, we're going to figure shit out. Yeah. hundred percent. We have to. And and that's why it's, it's interesting that, you know, you are big on self-care because I feel well, we all know that our parents, our ancestors, us, even we don't really focus on self-care as much as we should. So for you to, you know, highlight and put that at the forefront, you know, how did that even transpire? So, so my mom died when I was three to breast cancer and growing up, I always was like, you know, I'm not going to let breast cancer kill me, which is so crazy because I'm so young, but I feel like I was such an old soul. And, you know, I was like, stress kills, right? And I would always say, like, even to this day, like, stress is not going to kill me. If it's one thing that's not going to kill me, it ain't going to be stress. Because if I have to leave it to the side, I just got to leave it to the side. Um, But I'm not going to let anything stress me down. So growing up, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm in college. I'm doing everything by myself on my own. And of course I was stressed. Right. And I'm like, this, this cannot be my life. So in life, we have to do things, right. We have, we have to figure things out. We have to work. We have, I feel like we, I said this the other day, I feel like, and this is, I don't want anybody to listen to this and say, Oh my God, is she okay? Cause I'm completely fine. But I feel like we as Americans, as Caribbean descendants that came here, I feel like we're, we're not, we're never free. Like we're never mm. free until we die. And I know that sounds like the craziest thing, but it is absolutely true. And it's mm. how I feel because, you know, as a mom, as a young woman, like I have so many goals that I'm striving for. And when, when can we really rest? When we want the best for our children, we're always on the go. We're opening businesses. We're, what, what, you're in school. You graduated. You have to work. You're a nurse. You're da- whatever it is. You're always busy. You're always on the go. You don't have time to self-care. Mm. And I, I just couldn't do that. So for many people, it's marijuana. For many people, it's tea. I, I'm always drinking tea. Legit. I'm always drinking tea. This is my thing because it calms me down. I would definitely be a marijuana mom if I could. 
but you know, with my industry, I just feel like I don't even want anybody to call ACS on me. So <laughs> you gotta wait till they get older. Now that I am a mom of a 13 year old, I'm a marijuana mom. Yeah, like you gotta wait till they get older. You gotta wait, you know. <laughs> um, you just have to find what makes you what gives you like a peace of mind. That's really all self-care is is what can you do in 10 to 15 minutes that's going to release you. So for me, like my kids drive me crazy when my husband is at home. So I, I like, I feel like when there's, a, there's two people in the household, mom and dad or help, there's, there's enough people, the craziness yeah. can be balanced around, but when it's just myself, I'm like, I don't want to yell. And then I'm yelling and it's just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is, this is, this is crazy. <laughs> so, we, so we have to read a book. We have to yeah. play music. We yeah. have, you know, we have to drink tea. Everybody has to drink tea. We yeah. all have to calm down. You know, like we got to figure it out. But growing up, I wasn't raised in that household. Like my stepmom, she's a nurse. She worked hard. It was four of us. Four. I have four siblings that lived in this house with me. And my stepmom worked so hard. She worked the 6 a.m. shift to 2 p.m., came home, made dinner every night. We went to church on the Sabbath with Seventh-day Adventists. There was no like moment for her like she I don't remember her indulging in anything besides doing her toes if that and not often that was a stretch that was a stretch you know and it's like and now you're 70 something years old and all you did your whole life was come from Grenada raise these kids work hard and that's it no that can't be I, I feel like it's so generational. I feel like wealth is new to our community, even the ideas of it, of how to get to it, of even being able to have access to it, right? To to create things. And, um, you know, and that's a disadvantage because to your point, if it wasn't handed down to a certain degree, you can't relax because it's almost like we're the generation that's trying to build something for our next because we we really have that opportunity like the ones before didn't have, so. Absolutely, Um. I want to say that I feel like we're in such a great, like we're lucky. We're the lucky generation, right? Like my father, he's an entrepreneur. He's a construction, he's a general contractor. So I grew up with an entrepreneur in my house. My father, you know, went to work. He worked hard, but he also went on vacations a lot. So I got to see that side of him, you know, like making money, being able to take your five kids on vacation. Like not that I'm an adult, that's serious business. That's a lot of money. That's right a there. lot of money. You know, Five you kids on a plane. That, yeah. <laughs> you appreciate it when you're older, you know, but it's like, wow, you were able to do that because that's what you prioritize. You, you knew it was important to take your children away on vacations. That's something that of course he didn't do, but I always say like, we looked at our, our parents and I hated my father growing up. We had a terrible relationship. We honestly just got back in a better relationship five years ago when I was pregnant because I I didn't, I felt like it was unfair to my, for my child to be in this world and not have a relationship with his grandparents. Right. And I also felt like, you know, you have to forgive. Like, I feel like when you get older, you understand that your parents only did what they knew. Right. They don't, they don't know. And we can't fault our parents for not doing the things that we expected them to, or that we wish that they did. They didn't know. So I, why I say that our generation is the best is because we all went to college or went to high school, whatever. We have a different idea of what being a parent is. We now understand what they went through. You know, our great, our grandparents were slaves. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. it's not real. Like 70 is right there. She, you yeah. know, she had to drink from water for colored people. It's which is crazy to me because mm-hmm. 
she's not that old, you know, but now we get to change that. We can, you know, know how to talk to our kids properly, not really go crazy when we're stressed out because we understand that they're just kids, right? Yes. We know that we have to work hard, but we also have to be able to pass down things to our children. My father was an entrepreneur. He made good money. But what do we have from that? All I have from that is that my father was an entrepreneur. So it, it showed me like, oh, you can you can do this. You can go to college and get a degree, but you don't have to work in your field. You can open up a business. You can. Like, yeah. to me, it was attainable. To a lot of people, it wasn't, you know? So, I mean, you definitely have a lot of driving factors to why you have goals. I think that's pretty clear, right? But, like, let's let's talk about, like, high school, college. You know, where did you go and what did that help you with? I'm Anna. A transgender woman. And I'm Cam, your dad. And this is The Transgender. Join Anna as she chronicles her transition and Cam as he learns how to be a supportive parent. This podcast is about embracing differences and finding common ground. It's a roller coaster of emotions, laughter, and genuine connection. Tune in to new episodes of The Transgender Bi-Weekly. Subscribe and listen to The Transgender on your favorite podcast platform. Love you all, except the bigots. So I went to four different high schools and one a year. Yeah. I went to Edward on Murrow. I went to oh, Clyburn wow. High School. I got shipped away to Tampa, Florida because I was not going to school. And then I came back and I graduated from science skills. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I sometimes I don't like sharing that story because I don't want people to be like, oh, my gosh, like. I guess I can play around in high school. You can't. I got lucky. Mm. I was, you know, like I was playing the fool in ninth and 10th grade. I was not doing what I needed to do. And my father couldn't, he didn't know how to parent me. You know, like I'm a team. Yes. Yeah. He was just like, you got to go. He shit my ass to Tampa. <laughs> and that was it. I left think thought I thought I was going on Thanksgiving vacation. My sister lives in Tampa, my mom's daughter. So not my father's daughter. Um, she's older than me. She could be my mom. I thought I was going on Thanksgiving break and I, w- I end up living in Tampa. Wow. wow. My whole life just changed. That's it. <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> I think I think most kids might have rebelled at that point or things could have just got worse. So what was your driving factors even in that moment to get past that situation? It was it was the hardest time in my life because. I was just uprooted. My best friend, you know how that is. You remember that age. Um, and I will never forget. My sister picked me up and she said, you know, you're living here, right? And I was just like, huh? First of all, forget the fact that you guys just flew me to Tampa. You didn't let me take no clothes. You didn't let me. So wow. now I'm about to start school wearing Walmart clothes because that's what happened. She took me to Walmart <laughs> and I had to go shopping at Walmart <sighs> to prepare for high school on Monday. You're a teenager, obviously. Like, what is your social life like? Because, I mean, as teens, that was a big deal. I mean, yep. for all teens, yep. how how we socialize with others and stuff like that, especially coming to a new school, new state, everything. new everything, everything, and just abruptly life-changing, boom, you start school on Monday in the middle of November after Thanksgiving. Literally, literally, that's what happened. You got it. You nailed it, Olivia. <laughs> so I cried, of course. I was so angry. I was 
I was so livid because I'm like, do I run away or like, what do, what do I do right now? Right. Because I'm in Tampa and I was like, you know what? Fuck my father. At, in this moment, it would be like, say less, don't even worry about it. Then it was just like, wow, like you don't, you don't give a shit about me. You just ship me away. And now I'm in this brand new place. And that's your way of parenting. You Okay. My sister put me in school. I got, I started working at McDonald's maybe a month later. Started making my little money. <laughs> I said, I want to go take my driver's permit exam. Cause you know, in Florida, you can drive. We're earlier than here. So I started right. driving at 16. But then I started becoming like her, her helper. And I know mm-hmm. she's going to listen to us. So I got to be very mindful of what I say. <laughs> but I felt like, why am I here doing all of this? I can't, you know, like, I'm, I'm here. I'm, help, I'm helping my nieces and my nieces now. Like, this is okay. So I came here to work. Got it. I'm going to make the best out of this. So I started picking them up from Boys and Girls. I started working at McDonald's. I joined the cheerleading team. I tried to be as active as possible. Going to Tampa was the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. Uh, the best thing in my, in my high school, you had to, ch- you had to choose a trade. So I chose cosmetology. That was something that I would have never been able to do in New York. Right. Mm-hmm. I was always doing here. I was the girl in the, in the lobby, in the hallway, never in class, doing cornrows, doing people's hair. With the rat tail comb. <laughs> it's yeah. me. You know, so Yo, like, I, I, I had one of those in high school. I had the cornrows. <laughs> Yo, she'd skip three classes with me. Hit the lunchroom, hook it up. Give me $25. That's it. Hair done. You know, like, so I was that girl. So it was just a whole different eye-opening like wow like these girls are my age and some of them are going to school to be nurses some of them are going to school to you know like to be cooks like they had those different trades in in Tampa they had it everywhere I'm sure in the south but you had to graduate with a um what is what was it called a trade you had to graduate with a trade yeah great so I'm like oh wow so life is you know seeming a little better even though I was of course upset and sad and whatever oh lord Finally, time goes a year, a year later, I met my husband, who's my husband now, <laughs> and we met on AIM. He oh, yeah. Not- yeah. <laughs> AIM. AIM. So, AOL Instant Messenger, for those yeah. who don't know what AIM stands for. There's people that's listening that have no idea. No. <laughs> true, true story. I started, my wife and I went to the same school, never spoke to each other in school, but the first time we spoke to each other was on AIM. It was a chat room first, like a group chat room. Yeah, it's like. And a- then it became an AIM thing. Yeah. We sure We're dating ourselves, yeah. <laughs> but, so we met on AIM. And we were just, he, honestly, I was 17, right? I'm not supposed to be, but I lied my age like every girl did, you know, but it wasn't because I thought you was about to be a thing. I just lied my age because I realized, okay, this boy hit me up online. He's from Brooklyn. I don't live in Brooklyn anymore, but my ASL said, of course, you know, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. My location is Brooklyn. Um, but anyway, I think ASL, like- by the way, is <laughs> location. I don't know what it is in 2021. It's something different, but. It probably means something way different. It means something way different. Isn't that crazy? The the funny thing is with the AOL profiles, you had like one picture. Yeah. You you at most. (laughs) So it's like he he was going off of one picture in the location. One (laughs) one picture. So um he started, you know, he we started talking as friends. I, you know, I told him I didn't live in New York and I was in Tampa, whatever. And he was like, okay, cool. And I told him that I was breaking up with my my boyfriend at the time. Um, 
but he was just interested in like helping me get like get my shit together like you know I know that you don't you're not happy that you're there but make the best out of the situation and you know you have to finish school and I, I always tell him even now like I feel like he was an angel that my mom sent because he has helped me tremendously like just on this journey of like you know being a young woman and becoming an, like we've grown with each other so much and a lot of women don't have that like he wasn't interested in trying to get in between my legs or you know it was nothing like that it was it's rare that you found men like that that was more interested in you about to you know go to school i'm gonna call you every morning at 6 45 i'm gonna talk to you until you get to school we don't even live in the same area wow i'm gonna talk wow. to you until you <laughs> until you get to school make sure you know um long story short i end up moving back my sister said two grown women can't live in the same house you guys know that saying that's a very very west indian thing it's, it's like it's like we all grow up in the same household literally literally <laughs> so, so you know that was i will never forget that and i said you know i guess she sent me back and i came back and i went to science skills high school but i came back with a different grind it was kind of like mm. i know i'm about to graduate high school i'm gonna go away to college i'm gonna leave my house i'm a you know i'm a, like Everything was different. I knew, I felt like I knew what there was in this world that I could get. My sister was a massage therapist. And that's another thing. I don't know how I bypassed that. But when I lived in Tampa, my sister was a hustler. And I feel like just seeing that, you know, like we we saw eye to eye until we didn't. Because like she said, two grown women can't live in the same house. But I remember seeing her, you know, do massages back to back to back. And she would have the entire setup. And she would go to her clients or they would come to us. And she had a, her own private room to do the massages. She, she, she was a real like licensed massage therapist and she was hustling, making money for her children. <clears throat> she was also adopted parents. So I'm like, oh, you, you getting it. You mm-hmm. out here, no help with your kids and you, you know, you're doing it. And I feel like it just gives you a different grind. Like you just know, like I can attain anything that I want, like legit. You just got to work for it. Came back mm-hmm. here. And I started working at Foot Locker downtown and I was like, I'm gonna graduate. Then I, I end up um, doing like a summer program and winter program. Y'all know all the programs that they try to give kids to graduate. I did every program you could think of so I could graduate on time. Um, and I just worked everywhere. I worked, I worked so many places, graduated on time. And then I said, I'm going to college. And I remember being in this house. It was weird for my parents, I think, because I came back so independent. You know, like I was just like, I'm going to go get a job. Like I don't need anything from you. But that attitude Caribbean parents don't like. But, but it's almost like that's what they wished for when they sent yeah. you. And they got it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't and really like, like this. You, you want to be independent. They see it as disrespect. It's, exactly. It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. It's they the weirdest want thing. you to be independent. But when you're independent and making your own decisions. Yeah. <laughs> your eyes pass me like what yes, <laughs> yes. it's me Guyanese you got it yes yes. <laughs> yes yes yeah absolutely um and so I left my house at a 18 I was 18 I left my house um girl it's y'all it's so much that we could talk about but I left my house <laughs> And um, I went to LaGuardia Community College for a semester because I really wanted to get into the Binghamton nursing program. Binghamton University has a really good nursing program. So that Mm -hmm. was my goal. 
um, the semester passed in LaGuardia and you I, you have to have a certain amount of credit. So I had to complete a year. So I went to Binghamton and I stayed in their um, community college and I lived on my own. I got my own apartment and I started working. I started doing here. I, I printed out my flyers with my prices and you know how you could rip the tags in the in the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. I had those all over Binghamton and I started hustling and I started doing everybody here, which is a risk. Cause I don't yeah. even know these people. I don't yeah. live here, but I got God on to the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna come through to yours. Yeah. <laughs> so um that's it. Hustle. That's when like hustle season really began for me because I was like, I'm away and I had bills to pay. I got rent to pay. I had a yeah. car, but you know, like I had I had to do what I had to do. Um and I graduated. And when I graduated, I realized that, okay, this nursing thing is not going to work for me because if you have it, if I got a C plus, that ain't going to get me in. So what's the next uh, major that I could do that's going to work with these credits? And that's how that happened. I said, I'm going to go do a sociology major, health and society, which is, you know, which was great for me. Everything happens in the end, how it's supposed to happen. Right. Because I learned so much with that degree. That actually helps me now. Like, I feel like I'm a therapist at work when I'm doing here, which is great because because I don't make I I feel like every client has a relationship with their hairstylist. And it's kind of like a therapeutic session every time you go to get your hair done. So graduated, left Binghamton. I I mean, yeah, left uh, Binghamton, came to Science Skills. When I came to, I'm uh, not science skills, came to Old Westbury. I graduated from Old Westbury College. So you you went to like mad colleges too? Like, yeah. Yeah. Went, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were like at A schools in eight years, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I went to LaGuardia. I went to Broome Community College and I graduated from Old Westbury. So I got my associates from Broome Community College and then I got my bachelor's from Old Westbury. Uh, figure it out. Didn't yeah. I say we the people that just figure it out? Figure it out. Yeah. We, we, we house folks, so we was neighbors yeah. at some point. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's so crazy, though. Like, I wanted to be a Delta so bad. And I was just like, what college am I going to go to? What, where, what, you know, like I was literally like that crazy about it. Like, okay, what college am I going to go to? Where are the Deltas? Da, 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 da. Okay, great. Going to Westbury. Boom. I went, I had a mission. I knew I was graduating. I knew I was going to become a Delta and it happened. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so what, what year did you cross? All 12. Okay. There you go. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. Made it happen. So, so on, on, I mean, this path, there was a lot going on, right? And let, let's talk about where you are now. I, I want to pronounce it right. Is it Jory? Yeah, you said it right. Jory's so my mom, oh, okay, Marjorie. So it's Jory's. Mar- Jory's. Jory for Marjorie. Now, I mean, you spoke a lot about even just doing here. So mm-hmm. did you start off with that? Like, because oh, yeah. what's the yeah. correlation between the spa and, okay, so, you know? Okay, so the hair is where this whole entire thing was even possible from it was me literally hustling as a hairstylist um I did hair since I was 15 but I, I was serious with it like I said I was hustling throughout college and everything but once I was like a senior in college I started renting a booth from this salon on Church Avenue and I I had a lot of clients by the grace of God you know I, w- I really enjoyed doing hair I love doing hair my aunt was a hairstylist who's like my mom um so I feel like I was just raised in that environment and I enjoy doing it. So once I realized like, oh, I can really save a lot of money and like really like, you know, there's an end out of this. Like I still do here now because I love it. Mm. But if you if you're a hairstylist or if you're in a service business and you hustle the right way, you hustle the smart way. There's so much that you can do out of that. 
I right. feel like a lot of these new stylists, they they want to look fly and they want to be cute and they want to, you know, so they're not really saving, being wise. They're not doing that. They're, they're making the money and spending it. But I paid off all my college loans in a year from doing here. Wow. I don't owe wow. no money. I don't want to owe nobody nothing. Wow. I don't want to owe nobody nothing. I hear that. <laughs> Like, you know, like I, I, I worked hard. And when I tell you I worked hard, guys, I've slept in my car because if I leave the salon at two and my next client is at seven, that don't make no sense. I'm tired. I'm exhausted, but I got to sleep because I have to stand on my feet for the next 14 hours. You know? Wow. Yeah. I've, I, I feel like people only see the glory, but my real day ones, like they would have to come and drop me off something to drink something a smoothie just you know because I wouldn't stop and eat I got gas I ended up in the hospital from not eating (laughs) you know like because I have the thing is excuses don't work for me like Mm -hmm. if I have these people traveling to get a service done I got to be there to to provide them this service but then self-care comes in when you realize that you have to take care of yourself in order to provide this service right so once a few you know bumps hit you along this hustling and working fast and not smart. And, you know, you, you get, you get caught up real quick and you realize, oh no, because all of this hustling and bustling, I'm gonna fall down and drop dead. What am I working so hard for? And then that's when everything changed. I was like, okay, no, like I enjoy, I made spas of the thing in my life. Like I would go to spas weekly. And because I, you know, I was in this field that was so easy to do and, you know, normal to do because I feel like being a stylist is like being a drug dealer. It's quick. The cat, you know, the the cash is quick. Okay, because I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, that makes sense. It's fast money. Yeah, it's quick cash, and if you are doing it the right way, like I said, you know, people are not wise. You know, you have to be able to really manage well. You know, have an accountant because you got to pay taxes. Because if yeah. you're putting money in your account, <laughs> where are you getting the money from? Right. You know, so it's so much that you learn along the way. Right. I I did what I had to do until I realized that the location that I was at was not the place for me. Um, I started to take care of myself more. I started having more days off. I would always like try to pick up and do a quick flight and go on a vacation. But it was always like affordable things like I'm not a splurger. I'm very frugal. I'm very like it has to make sense to me. I'm not going to just throw money here and there because you just don't know the pandemic. If, if it's one thing I hope that this pandemic taught people was that you got to be prepared. <laughs> you got to be prepared because we all got like put on our ass real quick. Mm-hmm. Every single last one of us. Like mm-hmm. even if you are in the green, it don't matter. Green, it don't matter. It don't like matter. everybody got it was thrown for a loop. It was a hard time because you realize, especially depending on who you are, like for me, it was hard because I felt like, am I supposed to like try to find other ways to, you know, survive? Because I felt like it was insensitive. I'm like, am I supposed to like, you know, like find other ways to make money right now? Because other people don't have money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a hard time for me because I, I didn't want to feel like I was being selfish or insensitive to people's situation until I realized, oh, people have it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think during the whole pandemic and we, we end up talking about it so much because this has really been the biggest impact on all of our lifetime. Like it's uh, our parents, the same thing. It's in these generations, it's the biggest thing that happened. And I think 
you know, through the pandemic, you kind of had people on two different sides. There, there wasn't middle ground. There was people that was getting it, people that wasn't getting it. But yeah. the people that was getting it was still spending, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. with that said, I think, you know, we're going to jump around a little bit with it. But obviously, you have the spa, you have everything, you're doing this physical service. Like, what happened for you in the pandemic without people being able to walk in the doors as freely, right? Yeah. And what else did you do? Because there's a few different things that you came out with and you changed up and introduced to everyone, I guess, once you felt like you didn't have to be guilty. Yeah. So I'm going to just uh, go back a little bit just to finish the question, which was clearly, yes, mm-hmm. I think I got ADD, clearly. But the question was, <laughs> the question was. <laughs> no, the conversation's flowing. That's not even an ADD. It's flowing. Okay. So essentially, I opened up my own business. I realized that the place that I was working at didn't fit with my clientele. You know, like I wanted my clientele to have a certain service, a certain upscale experience, the atmosphere, everything. And it wasn't there. So I saved my money and I opened up the my hair salon, which is on Avenue P, which was the main location. And then as time grew on, we grew so, so much and so much changes happened. And I realized I needed to expand beyond that location because I learned that it's very hard to work with other um I don't want to say other African-American women, but I want that's been my experience. It's very hard to work with women when you own it, because I feel like you want to help. But then eventually your help and the like people are inspired, the inspired, you know, becomes envy. And that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. I do want to ask hard. about that. Does it does it become. Envy, I'm gonna go do it and start my own spot. Yeah. Like it's oh that and oh, I'm competition. My clients plenty. are coming with me. Yeah, it's it's been plenty of that, plenty of that. And I'm talking about from literally like helping women that had nothing to to to, to like being their best self. And I feel like it's a part of my story. So I don't mm. even harbor it anymore. I don't even really care about it because if I made you become a better you, I'm happy with that. Right. It sucks how it happened. But if that's what it what needed to happen for that to happen, then maybe that's just a part of my journey and it's a part of your journey. And that's just what it is, you know? Um, so the new location opened and I feel like it was it was great. And then the pandemic happened, which is crazy, right? Yeah. So I'm just like, I feel terrible, right? I mean, I got a mortgage, I got bills, I got, I got, I got a life, I got children, I have a nanny, you know, my aunt is my nanny. I don't want if my aunt is gonna work for somebody, auntie just work for me. And don't mm-hmm. even really work for me, but just I'm gonna hold you down anyway. So just be in the presence of my <laughs> of my kids, and you know that's it. Just be with us. Um, but we have bills to pay, and I'm no longer doing hair right now, and my spa is no longer open. But we still have rent to pay. So the first step was, you know, talking to my manager, who's amazing. Um, I feel like she's another angel that was sent, and that story is crazy. I, guys, I could talk to y'all for hours. It's <laughs> too much. Uh, it's just so much years that has created this entire thing, you know, that is so much to talk about. But long story short, everybody on my team has sat in my chair and that's how they are part of my team right now. They came in as a client and they are part of my team. So my marketer was my client. My manager was my client. My Like they all don't live here anymore beside my manager, but they all were my clients and they're still on my team. So managerial wise, solid. <laughs> that's all. But it's all been for my chair. And that's something I pray for. Like, God, wow. please help me with my business and please sit someone in my chair that, you know, that, that I'm deserving of. That's going to help me. That I'm going to help. And that's literally what happened. 
So anyway, we're in the pandemic and I'm like, okay, I'm at home and I'm like, I really don't know exactly how I'm going to, what we're going to do, but I know that God is going to, going to handle this. Like, that's just how I felt about the whole thing. Like we're alive. We're well, I mean, like, it's a blessing for us to be alive right now. Right. So I'm just like, thanks you know, there's nothing that I can really do. And this is what I'm telling my staff. Like, and I'm trying to think of so many ways, you know, I made sure that they got their last pay. Even if we didn't, we didn't even get to work. They didn't get to work, but I, I took it out of my savings. Like, because you have a life too. You have Mm -hmm. a family, you have, you know, like you have stuff to do too. And we're all about to be in this situation. Like what, what the hell as time went on, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I just did whatever I did at home to just help. So I'm a, a herb girl. I love herbs and I steam with it every night. I drink my bush tea. I do a lot of things that you guys would know because you're Caribbean, but a lot of people don't know. And a lot of the American Caribbeans, they don't know because if your, if your parents didn't teach you, if you didn't learn from them, you don't know. And it's going you don't know what soursop is. You don't know what CMOS is. You don't know what to do with these things because you, yeah. you know, they didn't teach you. But I grew up with literally bush in my backyard. Like This is <laughs> normalcy to me, you know, like. So I started doing that on live, doing it on um, my stories and <sighs> the impressions from it was crazy. Like people, people were was loving it. They were sharing it like, yeah, and they were like, you know, like, you know, can you tell me how to do this? Or can you tell me how to do that? And people would always DM me like ever since I became a mom, I would do certain things with my children, like about vaccinations and stuff like that. And people would ask me and they would remember even now, like people would DM me now, like, you remember what you did for your son? Can you tell me so I can tell my friend? And it's just like, I don't even remember what, what, what you talking about, <laughs> you know? Um, so one day on live, I was making the bush tea and I'm showing people and I'm like, I should make a book because this is crazy. Y'all keep asking me the same thing every day. That's literally how this how this whole thing started. They were getting it for free. So I said it as a joke. Right. I'm like, I should just make a book because you guys keep asking me the same things over and over again. And I I don't mind. But, you know, like every day answering the same thing 20 times is like, OK, crazy. I make a book, LOL. And then everybody was like, no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no, seriously, you have to make a book. You have to do it. And I'm like, I don't know nothing about making a book. This was a joke. You know, I call my aunt who's a, a PhD English professor. She has a PhD in English. And I was just like, I think I want to do like a, a small, like nothing crazy. And she's like, what do you mean? This nothing crazy ended up being over hundred pages because I felt like <laughs> I couldn't half-ass it. Like, it's just, you know, the half-assing is what I don't do. So we really, I really had to go in on this book. I wanted to talk about everything that people constantly ask me about over the years. So about like, after you have a baby, how to, you know, how to do the steam for your vagina, you know, what to give your babies when you're giving vaccinations, how you should do vaccinations. You shouldn't give it to them all at once. Tell your doctors you want to spread it apart. You know, like just all of that stuff. And I put in a book and that rest is history. I'm still mind boggled about that entire situation. Uh, I'm still like, I'm still, I still can't believe it. We so, still, so when, when did the, sorry, but when did the, the book start? Like when did the, so I the started, book launch? The book launched in March, April, May. I think the book mar- launched in May. And I, I started talking about, talking about it in like March, like during the pandemic, like it was like wow. March. Yeah. Literally so you made, like a month. I swear you made to God. a 100 page book it's more without plans, without plans. And when I tell you that's God, mm. literally it was God. Like 
I when I tell you I had my girlfriends, I had my cousins, I had my aunt, like this is chapter such and such. Read through this chapter. Tell me how do you like it? What do you think I need to add? Because we're all moms, right? What right. am I missing? Because I don't want to half-ass this, especially if people are excited and really want to spend money with me right now. Oh, hell no. I'm going to give them a good book. I'm going to give you a book that you could give to your, your daughter. Right. Give this book to your husband. God forbid you some you somewhere. You need He need help. You know, like I had to make it the best book. And I worked, I worked, I didn't go to sleep. My husband was like, you're crazy. Like, I think you enjoy this. You get a, you get a high <laughs> off this shit. <laughs> He legit would tell me like, you have to get a high off of this because you, why do you put so much stress on yourself? You love doing this. And my daughter, my daughter was young. My daughter was born in 2019, September, 2019. So she's four or five months. I'm breastfeeding. I'm doing all of this. And I'm just like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm still stuck at, I'm, I'm still, I'm still stuck at, at March April, May of last year, <laughs> this book came into fruition. I'm still stuck there. I didn't get, I didn't get, I didn't catch up with everybody else yet. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. So the book happened. Yeah. Um, and this is in the interim of, of the lockdown. Yeah. Quarantine. Yep. So stuff, what whatever. I did what, was. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, what was going on in terms of the spa? Like, did you have a plan? No. In terms of. Okay. Because what happened is, you know, like when they started the the um pandemic. Okay, so what I did was I put the book as soon as the book was done, I made it an ebook as well, right? right? Because you know, you the ebook is clearly fast, and then you have to wait for the book to be in production for the book to get here. So what I did was by the time the book was done, I we put it up as an ebook and we also gave the people um, an option to buy an ebook or buy an ebook and a hardcover book. But you know that the hardcover book is pre-ordered because it's not going to get here until it gets here. Right. There was a date. I can't remember the exact date, but it did so well. And I'm like, here, here, I'm like, I'm over here thinking, you know, it's a few people, which I'm going to be grateful for. But when I tell you my, my I, I was blown away by the amount of sales that we got still up to this day people are buying the ebooks and it's like things that you don't even think of that was not a part of the plan I always said I was going to write a book but my book was going to be about my life and I didn't think mm. any time near now because when I tell you guys I have a story I have a story there's so much stuff that I can't even tell I don't even know if I can talk about the stuff that I've been through on this thing you know what I'm saying it's it's been a journey right this, yeah. this is a safe place <laughs> like <laughs> It, it's my life has, if I, if I only told y'all some of the stuff, y'all would be like, what? But I don't want sympathy and I don't want, I don't want that. It was my journey. It's what I had to go through. And, but now I'm here. So mm-hmm. thank you God for putting me through that. You know, like it's okay. But I, I was blown away. The support was beyond and we didn't have a plan. My manager kept saying, what we're going to do is we're going to prepare to open just in case we could, because I don't know if you guys remember, they kept saying, oh, we'll be able to open up in two weeks, which was which was ridiculous, by the way. As a business owner, <laughs> that's ridiculous because you, I have to clean, like really sterilize, sterilize a place, which costs like $500 to do every time that we thought mm-hmm. it was going to open. Right. So I'm like constantly like, okay, like we're preparing, we're, we're getting our staff amped up, you know, which I'm, girl, man. <laughs> <laughs> you went through it, but it's, you've been through a lot anyway. It's, it's, it's just like, at the, I feel like by the end of the, by the end of the whole uh, staying home, the lockdown, I think my manager and I was just on a like, what, what else? 
Like, what next? Yeah. Like, we're not even surprised by it. We're not phased by it. What else? We just ready yeah. to attack whatever's going to come our way. We're going to get through it because there's nothing else that can happen that's going to surprise us. So, so when it comes to your team, like, does it consist of just you and your manager or... Because I know a lot of people usually ask when in terms of entrepreneurship, the, the, the first thing you want to build is a team, a solid team, loyal team. Like what what does your team consist of? So that takes a long time, by the way. So for those who yeah. think, it takes a very long time to build your solid team, your loyal team. A lot of people, you know, jump, just jump on because they want a, a piece of what you have. You know, it could be your energy. It could be, you know, it could be a happiness. It could be, it, it, it don't got to be monetary, you know? They just want a, a piece of what you have because they feel mm. like if they're next to you, then they'll get it, you yeah. know? So you have to be very careful about your energy and who you around, who you allow to surround themselves around you. So, and I've learned that along this journey. So my team consists of my manager, my marketing team, and my social media manager. So it's four of us. But in my spa, we have an actual team like of solid players. So these are all estheticians or lash techs, massage therapists, um, spa attendants. Like there's a team at the spa, but my direct team is just my, the managerial side. And then the manager is like, that's her team. So I speak to, of course, you know, them all the time. I see them all the time, but I really try to separate myself from that because I'm a very nice person and your kindness just takes, you know, it's, it's a weakness as soon as they get to know you you know it's now you now you you will be itch when something don't go right wow. you know because and i'm gonna be honest it's because it's something that our race just does i don't think this happens not that i i've heard of because i've i have so many friends that i've met along the way that are business owners that are not our color and you know, I don't see them going through this. People are going to go through turnover all the time. People are going to go through, you know, people coming in saying that they want to be a part of the team, want to be down forever, want to be whatever. And then they're not. And that's OK. Yeah. You yeah. know, like that's that's OK. But a lot of people of other races don't. But I think that w- women of color just don't respect other women of color that that are in charge. It's the crabs in a barrel mentality where, you know, we feel like, you know, we can't all exist in this. Yep. same universe if we're yep. all doing similar things yep. it's, it's hard and, and, like yeah. you'll you'll like you you'll find somebody who wants to come and help you olivia and then you know you'll help them because you're you're a caring person you're a giving person you want to help them but as soon as they don't get their way you don't want them to succeed how don't how don't i want you to succeed? how does that work if how i gave you work? i gave you a point <laughs> you right. know but that's how it is as soon as they don't get their way mm. as, you know and, and that's why <laughs> Inspiration can very quickly turn into envy. Yes. And that's yeah. just that. So yeah. I'm very like my circle is so tight. And it's not because I don't want to get to know others, because I do. I feel like in order for me to grow, I have to be willing to meet new people and be willing to let them in. But it's so hard to do that because you you just, you know, I don't know what your intentions are. And they all come in saying, I'm so inspired. Oh my God, you're such a great boss. Oh my God, you're so, oh my God, this is the best, best, best. And as soon as you don't get what you want for management, which may not be me, because like I said, I don't work hands on with these people. All of a sudden, they don't want us to grow. They don't want. A, would you ever do that at Starbucks? 
Would you ever do that at the <laughs> hospital? Would you ever do that? No, seriously, because I don't work. I, I told y'all, I don't work a lot of places. I, no. I've never just, I've never, these are, there's just things that I'm, but then again, I just don't know if this generation is different. Maybe this new generation, these younger people are just, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I, I've never witnessed this with any other establishment, any other job, except for black businesswomen and men, black oh, business owners. We just, it's like, I don't know. I pray for us all the time. I'm so inspired by so many people. Like, um, the girl in Atlanta, the slutty vegan. I'm so inspired oh, by her. Yeah. Oh, I don't she, even know her. Don't, don't, did I mean, she just get? Man. Did she just get into Shake Shack? I yes. saw, but yes, I'm so inspired crazy. by the fact that she was able to grow her business as a black woman, and I, I'm sure she has she has her hurdles, right? I'm sure. Yeah. But it's inspiring to see you build this brand to this level, have a team of a hundred plus workers, you know, like that want to work for you, beside you, and not make you feel like you don't want them to win because you're the boss. Yeah. Oh, let's not even talk about the boss word. I hate that. I hate the fucking <laughs> word. Oh, <laughs> so, so I'm sure some of your employees might listen in, right? So, I mean, so what have been some of the best situations you've had with some of your, you know, the star folks you that know, you've had come through your doors? God really will put some great people, like, for you, literally. Like, I think that once you find those core people, that I was blessed to have and still have that understand, you know, we, we are all winning together. Yeah. Like you you being a part of this team, you make me a winner and I make you a winner. Yeah. If I win, you win. And I, I tell my staff that all the time, like, I don't care what position you're playing. If one person is down, we're all down. I don't, you know, and I also tell them, you know, I, I know that social media just, social media just makes people think so so much different about business owners about entrepreneurs about they just think that we have it like i i legit had to like have a meeting and say like i just want y'all to know that you know some of y'all 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 get paid really well i i'm not making i'm not making nothing for up here like this i'm not doing this for money yeah. let's not get it twisted don't think that this place is here for money because if it was this place would be closed I'm doing this for my community. This is what I love. I love self-caring. I want my people to be in the most therapeutic, calm. I, I want that for us. And there isn't, yeah. there's no black business that has what Jory's is. There isn't, humbly speaking. The level of, of service that we uphold, taking off jackets when you walk in, I've never experienced that. Your passion is there. Answer. That's why. You know, like it's important. And, and I know that we, uh, we colored women, we deserve this. All women yeah. deserve it, but we, exactly. particularly, we, de we deserve to feel like luxury and the wealth that we are when we walk into a place. We deserve mm -hmm. to be like queens by other queens. We deserve mm -hmm. that. Or yeah. any race. And, and so I'm going to make sure that I always provide that. And that's why we're still here. You know, and I feel like because of social media, and not only from me, from any other entrepreneur, they see people, you know, looking cute, being flashy, being, you know, I said to the, the other day, like, I don't even feel comfortable. I never do, but I don't even feel comfortable posting things on social media. And I don't because I don't want envy eyes on me. And I know that to you guys, it's, you guys know what I'm talking about because we Caribbean, yeah. but some people don't understand what that is. And yeah. a lot of people feel like you shouldn't have to do that, but it's a real thing. You know, yeah, like true. I'm very, giving, I'm very sharing. I'm, I don't, I don't just throw money 
I don't flash. I don't do any of that. And it's not because I, I, I feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't because people are watching. No, it's people just, they don't realize the hard work that goes behind this. People right. assume that you have so much just because you have a nice car. No, maybe my note is really affordable. Maybe my yeah. credit is really good. Yeah. Maybe right. like, you know. And you work towards that for like, years. It's a yeah. good part. They, they don't know you went to eight schools and you know. put yourself They don't know that I slept in my car, had an yeah. eviction notice on my right. they, they don't They don't know. that You know, they don't They don't know any of that. They don't, they don't know any of that. But they're just like, oh, she got no. I don't. I don't got shit. <laughs> I'm. I'm hustling every day. I'm hustling. Still hustling. I'm still hustling. I got a long way to go. So if people think that this is something, baby, y'all gonna be having an interview with me in five years. We gonna welcome you right back too. <laughs> what's next for you, or what's what's on the horizon? Are we just still focused on jewelry? As a spa, are we accelerating the books, possibly doing a book tour in the near future? Like, what's next for you? <sighs> uh, what, <laughs> I really want to expand jewelries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to give New York City what I've always wanted to give, which is like a full-pledged day spa. You know, jewelries mm-hmm. is beautiful as what it is now but it has it's nothing as what I want it to be like what I'm working on for juries you know um I want to be able to expand juries I want juries to be a franchise and Mm. that's the goal you know um and outside of juries it is just to continue building this brand of um awareness health awareness mental awareness uh juries home has been the last like expansion that we did because this pandemic has taught us all that being at home is is a luxury, right? Because we're lucky that we're able to be at home and still have a job and still work. A lot of us are still working at home. Um, and I want to bring that level of self-care in your home. So that that I'm working on that. I'm working on continuing that brand in so many different avenues, not just, you know, like, not just a robe, you know, I want to be able to offer so much more things. When you think of, you know, lifestyle at home, I want you to think of juries. You know, um, our skincare line is doing extremely well, and I'm so grateful for that. This pandemic has really pushed us to do all of the things that we were working on. Our skincare line, we were working on it for two years, and we mm. couldn't do it because when you own a business, it's so much funds that go into so many things, you know, and we knew like we had our products in-house, but we knew like, okay, we're working on the launch, we're working on the launch. And then the pandemic happened and we were close for so many months that wasn't the focus, but we, we did it because we were now closed. So instead of me spending, you know, the money that we made off of the books on foolishness, I put it right back into my business and I was able to, you know, push the line and it took off did extremely well. It's doing so well. You know, our clients love it. Um, and we're reaching all of the people that always wanted to, to support our brand, but they're not in New York city or not in the United States. We have people ordering from Barbados, you know, like it's crazy. Um, I feel like this, the pandemic has also pushed me to, uh, to do all the things that I've been wanting to do, but we're just not ready to take the risk yet. Cause I'm a, I'm a very big risk taker, but you all, especially with children, I feel like I've changed. It's like, okay, I have to make sure that 
it's wise, right? Instead of just jumping, because I'm usually just a just jumper. And I'm like, whatever happens, happens. You know, whatever happens was supposed to happen. That's kind of how I am. But when you got children, you just like, no, we got to make sure that, that you know, we we thinking about this a little bit. A little, little more calculated. Yeah, yeah right. very much so. And um, my I, husband just always supports me. He was just like, you know, do it. And it was the best thing that we, e-commerce was something that we were working on, but not now. And because of the pandemic, e-commerce has literally changed our business. It's a, it's a huge jump. And I definitely want to speak about the jewelry home because for me, that was my introduction to you, right? Yeah, yeah. So in the middle of it all, my wife is like, yeah, you know, I want to try out this tea. And then next thing you know, like her friends were tagging her online. They're like, yo, she got a contest going on. And my wife is like, I already had the tea. All right, cool. I'm going to join the contest. And the craziest thing to me of it all was she ended up winning, right? She was one yeah, of the so spa crazy. box winners. Yeah. But the, the craziest thing about it to me was she said that you were going to deliver it. And I'm like, the, the owner of this whole thing? Like... She's going to come all the way out here and deliver this. And that was crazy to me. But I mean, speaking to you, you feel that passion that you're involved with that. So with that said, how have you really taken your passion and quote unquote boxed it to go to people's homes? Yeah. (sighs) Shout out to your wife. She's such a beautiful person. Um, But it is crazy. I'm telling you, everything is the way that things align. So when we dropped the box, we knew that I was like, okay, I, I know y'all gonna think this is crazy. This is what I'm talking about, team. I know y'all gonna think this is crazy, but I really want to hand deliver it to, to the people in New York City. You know, they're like, how the hell are you gonna do you gonna hand deliver all these boxes? I'm like, well, we can rent a truck. And you know, as long as I there's like a a few of us, then we can do it. Like, so of course my girls are always down. They were like, all right, let's do it. I could never do that again, though. <laughs> but, I'm so, but I'm so happy I did it. I'm so happy I did it. But I, it was the longest day. Oh, my God. We were so exhausted. It was beyond crazy. We literally went from East New York, Canarsie, Flatbush, Bushwick, Bed-Stuy, Long Island. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy, but it was so great to like put faces to names that supported my business. Yeah. Because you see so many names all the time and you're just like, oh my God, girl, you live right over here. You know, like, <laughs> or, or I went to this um girl's house and her mom was like, hi, Nikita. Oh gosh. So, like, you know, she was so happy to see me. She's like, my daughter said, home. yeah, my daughter, my daughter said to take a video of you, take a video. I'm like, hi, like talking, you know, and it was, I literally felt like I was talking to my people. Like, these are my people. I talk to them all the time via, you know, via DM. Thank God for direct messages because you really grew up, grow a relationship with these people, right? You, you, you know them. You speak to someone a few times, it's like, hey, girl, how you, how you doing? Um, and I loved it. And it was worth it. It was worth every trip. It was worth seeing every face. You know, like meeting your wife was so amazing. She brought me into her house and gave me water. She's like, I don't know if you're going to feel comfortable. Yeah, girl, I'm going to feel comfortable. Like, what you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm coming in. <laughs> she gave me Karen's roll. Shout yes, out we to had her. the Karen's rolls yeah. straight from the Allen's. Yeah. It was ready. I showed up I was, from Allen's. From Allen's. Oh, yeah. We, we treated Nikita good. From Allen's. <laughs> I said, hell yeah. Thank you so much. I'm going to take this. <laughs> but 
um, it's a beautiful experience. And I'm so grateful. I have a very good uh, support system. I feel like and, these women watch me grow. Like some of these women come and send my channel. Like, I remember when you was on Church Avenue, you know, and they 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 talk to my, they talk about my kids like it's their children. It's like, you know, when you watch somebody grow for so long, it's like, I know this person, you know? And, and I mean, the box was loaded. So it's like you had so many things in it. But I mean, to even speak about that, I think a lot of people that may have like a physical brick and mortar location, they're doing a service. It's so hard to take an idea where you now have like tangible items that yeah. people could purchase. So what was research and development like for you yeah. and your team? Like, did you have to bring in a whole completely different third team yeah. to help out with that? No. So the first item was the immunity and the immunity was made. Well, clarity was teeth of skin. So that was easy, right? Because when you know herbs, you can literally just decide what herbs you love the most. Like I love rosemary. I love rose. You just got to decide what you love. And that's literally me taking bush in my house, going to the herb store, getting your, you know, getting your herbs. What do you like? And then reaching out to the manufacturer and saying, these are my ingredients. This is what I want. So that tea was a uh, um, top seller because mm -hmm. it's for your skin. You can't go and get them a, a facial, right? True. True. You can't go and get you and the, the and it's really good for your skin. So you can't go get a facial. Use this tea in the in the meantime. We we taught people and I had um in the book there was like different uh facial. So if you had acne, I put like different remedies for the way that you could wash your, your face for that. Things that you could use, like things in your house, you know, masks that you could use in your house, like turmeric and stuff like that. All that was in the book. So people had like. If they were into doing that DIY type of stuff, you had you have it. The plug is in the book. All you got to do is open it up and do it weekly. You know, if you wanted to treat your hair, there was hair masks in there. DIY, do it yourself. You know, and yeah. this is what, and you don't have to use expensive things. These are these are it's in your cabinet. These you know, go and get these natural um, products and use it. So for the tea, the immunity. I, I wanted to have a tea that was going to taste well, right? But also have all of the herbs and all of the things that we were raised on, like echinacea and elderberry, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to have, like, there were certain things that I knew, like, had to be in it. So that was a hassle because I, I went to my manufacturer, I gave them my ingredients, and then we had to do samples. And the perfect person for it was my Auntie Rose. She's, you know, she's Bayesian. She loves tea so we literally would every day because you know your taste buds change so you couldn't do it back to back okay so for like two weeks straight we taste the different samples we had three different samples and that's how i decided i don't want people to feel like they have to put sugar in it so we have honey crystals in it so it's sweet you don't need to but then i didn't want to have too much uh honey in it just in so just in case you're diabetic like you just i had to think about all those things that, you know, people probably wouldn't think of because the last thing I want to do is have a di diabetic person drink the tea. And now, you know, exactly. So, Problems. yeah. Um, but the tea is amazing. And I'm not just saying that because it's ours. I'm just being so authentic. Like I've had people reach out to me, doctors, and I, I always wanted to post this stuff, but I know that they're telling me, like, you know, like just between us, like yeah. I can't say this, coming from a medical standpoint, but my whole entire house had COVID and all we did was drink your tea and do natural remedies. Mm. Wow. Like, yeah. And, but the, the ingredients are there. It's not hidden. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like people just, you, some people just found out about elderberry. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's crazy like, because if you try to buy elderberry now, the prices are skyrocket. Right. You try to buy high in demand. Now, it's yeah, you know, so the tea is amazing and people buy it. They stay buy it every day. People love the tea. You know, it's really good. And you do feel a difference when you drink it, you know, and I really, and I had to be very careful. Like I couldn't say that it will heal you or cure you or anything like that, but it definitely will build your immune system. So take that how you want it. If your immune system is low, it's going to boost, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be childish, but the funniest thing that I saw you repost was someone said the tea was so good that they wanted to suck the bag. And I was like, pause. <laughs> <laughs> they said the tea is that good. They wanted to suck the bag. <laughs> but my daughter does that. My one-year-old daughter sucks the bag and I have to take it from her. Like, cross. You can't, you know, but it is really good and it is good for you. You definitely feel the difference. Um, so I was very happy that we launched that, but to answer your question. So it literally takes research. And I feel like people are so lazy. People just want everything given to them. There was no one for me to contact and say, Hey, how do I make a tea? It took me doing research. That's crazy. You just got to do the research. How can I do this? Cause like I said, if Trader Joe's can have tea, why can't I? Right. You know (laughs) what? I know what I want in it. So all I got to do is find a manufacturer that I can say, hey, this is what I want in it. And I want to make my tea. But I feel like you also can't just make things just because like everyone knows that I love tea. Like it's just my clients come in with tea in their hand for me. Like I oh, they're, have, they're ready. They know. Exclusive. Like, I love tea. So it's who I am. Like it's, it's not like I was selling something that's not me. I go to dinner at a restaurant and I'm getting tea before my food oh, comes. Wow. I really, wow. I really enjoy tea. And I also think that being the Caribbean in me, you know, it helps the gas. If you didn't eat all day, it, you it to, sure does. You need, you, need, you need to drink some tea before you eat your food, you know? So I feel like that's why it was also easy because my audience already know. They see me drink tea all the time. They see me talk about tea all the time. They see me making my concoctions with my herbs and drinking it afterwards. So they know that it was coming from a genuine place and they knew that I wouldn't sell them any bullshit. If my name is behind it, it's not going to be bullshit. And, and that's that's <laughs> and that's perfect branding. Like yep. that's yeah, it just all ties in in terms of marketing branding. I mean, and it's organic and literally and figuratively as well as it's it just flows. Yeah. So it it just all makes sense to to for you to be doing this. It's, it's mm-hmm. all about self care because you're so big on it. Yeah. So with with that, um, the location of the spa. Why, why Brooklyn? Why Flatbush? Why bring it on home? I feel like I know this answer, but. (laughs) So of course, you know, born and raised in Brooklyn. And I feel like Brooklyn is the melting pot for Caribbean people. And I felt like if I was going to open up a business first, my first location should be my home. It should be my Mm -hmm. hometown. This is where I'm from. And this is where I want, you know, my people to they they feel a bit of me just driving to the, the location. Yeah. You know, you get to you get to feel uh why this person did this just from the walk in, you know, like why did she choose this and why did she choose this? And you get to understand the person a little bit more, like seeing the picture of my mom, you know, her her Barbados passport picture. That's the picture that you walk into, you know, because she she's the reason that this is here. Like my mother was a diva. She was all about, you know, she, she left my husband. She left my father when she found out my father had a wife because he was whoring his wife. 
she was like, oh, you got to go. <laughs> oh, you got to go. Oh, Heard you. I'm going to take care of my kid. Yeah, you got to go. You know, like my stepmother tells me all the time, your mother was something else. Your mother came to me and told me, this is what's going on, but don't worry about it. You can have your husband. I don't want him. <laughs> don't even worry about Heard it. Heard you. I'm a- <laughs> so, you know, like it was important to her and she just, she wanted happiness. And I, I, I live to be happy. I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be burdened. You know, like I just, life is short. And and I mean, you know, just going back to mom and understanding that um, in regards to just even, I would say items that you're doing now for Jory Home, mm-hmm. like, are you trying to research things that are, you know, maybe cancer fighting? Not to say that, you know, yeah. like, it. Ha- how has that inspired you with that? Oh, it's so crazy that you bring that up. So I have always, like, been a part of, like, um, all of the breast cancer awareness stuff, right? But I feel like in America, you know, I feel like the only thing that we've gotten free ever was this COVID vaccination. Nothing is, has ever been free. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, this vaccination is free, which is unheard of. And why? Because we are, you know, we're being used. And, you know, this is the test. We're the test, right? Like, we're the test. So I feel like as much as I would want to do that, I know that so many others have tried. And I don't know how I'd be able to get that in a store. That would never happen. That would be me doing what I'm doing now. And believe it or not, when women or men try to create things, it's like you're blackballed. Mm. You know, once you try to, even with this tea, I've had people reach out to me and say that their levels have gone down, that they, you know, like, yeah. And I can't even post that stuff because I know that, you know, I'm, it's, it's automatically going to get flagged Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's the natural remedy and yeah. social media is not going for that. I see there's a lot of like natural pages that I follow and I swear their pages go down and return so often. And it's like, (laughs) this is the world that we live in. So absolutely. I'm definitely going to see how we can help um, in ways where we won't be affected by it because, you know, like it's so hard to not be affected by it. Mm. But I feel like by me just using my platform and just sharing what I'm doing, it's all about how I say things and how I do things. Um, as long as people, you know, trust what I'm saying and know that I, I'm not trying, I wouldn't harm anyone. Then you just go that route. Like I, I don't eat meat anymore. And I'm not saying that people have to do this, but I've done my own research and I've changed my lifestyle years ago because of my mom, you know, like African, yeah. African-American women, we are, we have a higher chance of getting a lot of diseases or cancers or anything because of all our hormones, we're black women. We already face so many different, you know, it's hard. it's very easy. So I decided years ago, well, what can I do to decrease my chances? Change my eating habits, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not eat meat, <laughs> not eat a lot of, sh- not have a lot of sugars because sugar increases your chances. It's so many things that increases our chances. I stopped drinking regular milk. I only drink hemp milk. Or oat milk. Wow. I just started making like different, you know, like changes in my in my life. And all I can do is just hope that that makes a difference. I've done like um, the breast exams to make sure that like there's a cell test that you can take. I can't remember the exact name of it. If you guys know, you can jump in. I, you probably don't know. But this is a, there's an um, 
a cell test that you can take to see what your what your chances are of getting cancer. I've done okay. that. I've just tried to be proactive because if we're not taking care of ourselves, if we're not healthy, if we're not doing what we can do to decrease our chances, then I mean, do you really care about not getting it? Right. So I just hope that by doing what I'm doing, it helps my platform care more about doing it. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Being fit. Beautiful thing. You know, try not to drink as much alcohol because alcohol definitely increases our chances. Yeah. So I try not to drink alcohol at all, but of course it's hard every now and then. I feel like an occasional drink is good, but to be a um, chronic drinker, it's like, that's not good. So I just, I don't know. I hope that I'm helping the women that are following me um, to make different choices in their life, you know? And it's it's so important, especially now with COVID being a, a large factor of our daily lives. Yeah. Uh, like you said earlier, this is a wake up call for a lot of people in terms of really making sure self-care is at the forefront of your yeah. minds every single day because um, we are really not guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. With this health thing. So, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I, 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 mm-hmm. I I want to I want to ask because, you know, for people who aren't familiar with Brooklyn, with Flatbush, I think Flatbush provides a lot of characters, right? A lot of different vibes that come in. I mean, I spent some time as a kid living in Flatbush, too. And um, what were I want to hear a story about like (laughs) one of your funniest clients, like someone that came in that. It's just a standout story. Like, it's a classic jewelry story. So, this didn't happen in jewelries. This happened in um, my the first location that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, she walked in with a belly, sh- a belly shirt, a belly top on, and tights, but her ass crack was showing. And um, she walked in and she was like, yeah, I'm trying to get a 28-inch weave all the way down to my back to- very very loud very and I'm like okay you know hi she was like yeah because I'm a stripper or whatever so I'm gonna be coming here like every week is that okay <laughs> she's like get Sorry. to the crack and I promise Just straight you, to the crack she sold my client to this day <laughs> the girl was I couldn't believe it she she still comes in weekly she, no she don't come in weekly no more okay. she's older now <laughs> but, she, she's retired yeah okay <laughs> So yeah, you, it gets crazy in Flatbush. Yes, that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Characters, it's, it's, mm-hmm. the neighborhood is full of life and mm-hmm. stories, 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 stories. So yeah, everybody. Oh. I've had Jewish women come in and tell me that you know I'm really not supposed to be here because <laughs> they not. And they I just, crept like, over from Midwood. They was from Midwood neighborhood. <laughs> they was from Midwood. Hmm. So with, you know, self-care, 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 I do have to ask you, what is your favorite type of self-care that you, your favorite part of your routine? Uh-huh. Something that you me. really, truly not enjoy. Judge me, but I know my best friend is going to listen to this and laugh when I tell you guys this, because I don't think I've told anyone this. My favorite part of self-care is coming home. Getting in the bathroom, taking off all my clothes, right? Putting on my robe, going downstairs, making a, a warm bowl of cereal. 
I like to warm mm-hmm. my milk up. Coming back upstairs, sitting on the toilet, eating my cereal while I'm on the toilet. <laughs> I know, I know it's not, just don't judge me. <laughs> I'm not judging you. You know what I like to do? <laughs> I like to like, okay, I'll run the shower uh-huh. and I'll try to go get like a bite of something. Mm-hmm. And then go in the shower. So I'm like eating in the shower. Yes. It's weird, but I, I, I don't it think feels so. nice to have the water running and you're yes, eating something. Yes. And, and you know, the water. <laughs> no, she's right. It's, yo, when I tell you, my friend be like, yo, you're so disgusting. I'm like, it's, it's, I don't know what it is for me, but it's therapy. Like, I don't for, know. I, for, it's firstly, a guilty pleasure. I've, I've never tried warm milk and cereal. You like there's to. oatmeal. There's oatmeal in the heater. <laughs> <laughs> oatmeal exists not too okay. hot but heat up the milk like 15 seconds and then like, put like lukewarm yeah like put your crunchy cereal i'm telling you with the warm water hot water i'm talking about i want to see steam while i'm on the toilet. Mm. it's like a sauna it's amazing but i mean not not even to get too detailed do you have the toilet seat cover down when you're sitting on the sitting you know, down I'm, I'm using the toilet <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Olivia. I get it. I'm not judging. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so that's a secret. And, and, that no yo, live, live. What are you eating in the shower, live? No, um, last time, last time I uh, did this, I Ox took tails. like no, no. I took a bite of. I had a. I had a. I had a. Um, a cheat day. Mm-hmm. Went to. Ooh. Bought one of the uh, Boston creams and I put it in the microwave for about ten seconds, oh, nice wow. and it's like it's like a bake, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good time. You take a nice little bite, and then you just hop in the shower real uh-huh. quick, and yeah. yeah. I've never heard anything like this. This is hilarious. <laughs> First time for everything. <laughs> Hot milk cereal. On the toilet. But I bet you you're gonna try and it and you're gonna be like, oh. I don't think so. I might not even try, I might not even try warming up the milk. It's good. I get it though. It's it's something about you know the sauna effect you're yes. eating and as well as releasing from the digestive. And don't have a eucalyptus plant in your shower. Don't have a eucalyptus plant in your shower. Oh, oh. That, my, that's that's been in my, my wife has been putting it in the shower for the last few Level. years. Like I, I start know. getting the fresh eucalyptus for her. If I'm out and I see some Aww, eucalyptus, so I'm grabbing yeah. it. That's, that's so, so sweet. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, it's a time. It's a good time. Yo, y'all going deep on this <laughs> spa self care right now? I well, feel it. That's, you, it. We with the queen. We with the queen right now. <laughs> it literally takes. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's no such thing as having bad days. That's continuously a bad day. When you take yes. that 15 minutes. And you know, giving yourself your time. So for I mean, the moms, like you're a mom, yes. like you know, you have a hard day. Your son is wilding. He finally's in bed, and you go and you heat up your bus, your cream, your your donut for 15 seconds or whatever that is, and you get in a shower, and you play your good music. Like my friends, oh. I usually I used to talk while I was on while I was in the shower with my girlfriends because I have such a I don't have time. You know, and you want to catch up with your girlfriends. But my girlfriends now, they know, babe, go take a shower. Because <laughs> they know it's it's my time to think and to just be grateful that I have children to, to piss me off. Right. Because right. there's so many women who want children. So in everything that makes us frustrated, 
we have to find a blessing in it. Mm-hmm. Someone else that wants that burden that we think is a burden. You know what I'm saying? So I just use that time to thank God for, for this day and that, that I'm home in my house and my children are in bed. And I'm, you know, and it's just like a woo moment. And it, I'm telling you, sitting on the toilet and getting in the, sh- it's just a whole vibe. And I love it. I, I've, I've learned to not disturb my wife while she's in the sanctuary of her shower slash bath time. I've, I realize it. So this is making me realize it's a thing for all women. It is. Yeah. Y'all schooling me right now. It is. That. It's all it is. women. It is. But you don't wake up, you wake up feeling like it's a brand new day, you know? And it's, if women took more time out to take time to care about themselves, your day, our days will be so much better, so much brighter, World so much lighter, different. you know, because we realize that, you know, it's really not, is it that serious? I'm not letting that stress me out. I, I, I got to ask, because we're talking so much about the ladies. Mm-hmm. What about the men? Like, what are the men not doing when it comes to self-care? I feel like men are not really acknowledging what is happening. I feel like men are so taught to be so strong and so um i want to say complacent i feel like Mm. men are very complacent and like it is what it is type of attitude but it's not like men don't take time to talk about mental health to talk Mm. about things that's going on like how are you feeling about what's going on like it's always woman woman we take on the burden we get sad we get angry we get you know but i know you guys feel the same way too but you guys don't express it true if men started doing that, just that, like even you having this podcast, like this is your therapy. True. True. You know, like it is. We get into some of these conversations and it, it gets there. Yeah. But I mean, you know? so as like as a man, like what do you recommend to men that are going to listen like as a self-care star? I mean, outside of talking, like should men be hitting the spa more? Like, Absol- I mean, absolutely. And men do. I feel like, I don't know if you guys know this, but that's changing too. Like Mm. we have so much men coming into our spa, getting facials, going into the sauna. A sauna is something that I definitely think that men need to indulge in more. And I know that a lot of gyms don't have it, but self-care for a man would be going to the gym, going to get his weekly shape up or haircut, you know, making time to read a book or not be around his children, his wife, his girlfriend, his spouse, whatever, you time. Going to get a facial once a month. Mm. Because it feels so damn good. Doing the things that make you feel good. You know, like just taking care of you. Because y'all don't. Y'all just work, have sex. Having sex is y'all self-care. I swear to God. I feel like that's all (laughs) I'm thinking about. Is having sex. (laughs) And... It's a release. I get it. Yeah. But yeah, we good now. True. True. And man, we ain't even talk about the wife title. You know, it's hard. But you got you got to just make time. Because everybody's sanity needs to be right. You know, I mean, I I definitely want to understand. I mean, you spoke about it, parts of it, pieces of it. But, you know, your husband's there. You have the kids. Um, I mean, what is your day to day like as an entrepreneur? And I think it's so it's so needed to to be heard when Mm -hmm. we think about strong black women that are out here doing their thing. It takes a village. It's not it's not a one man show. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people are like, you know, I don't know how you do it. I'm so inspired. And, you know, like your goals. And I'm like, I'm not goals. Like it's it's a it's a whole lot of people that's making this function. 
you know, like what, what, what do you guys consider goals? Like, you know, like you are a goal, you being a single mom and figuring this shit out and getting up every day and doing what you are a goal. Like, you know, like, don't, don't look at what other people got going on thinking, Oh my God, I, you know, like, how is she doing that? Or how, the same way you doing it. We figure shit out. That's what black mm-hmm. women do. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. my day to day, it it changes because of the pandemic. It has now changed, but usually my aunt is with me. Who's the, my kids, the, the nanny and she's with the kids, but that changed now. So now the kids are back in school. I wake up every day at six 30 and I either decide to work out or I don't take the kids to school. I go to work. I'm at the hair salon. I leave the hair salon and now I'm going to pick up the kids. If my husband's off, he's picking them up and I'm doing my errands. I'm only off Monday and Tuesday. So I don't work on weekends, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. That's my mommy, children, and me. So that's my days to figure out my ch- my children is going to gymnastic. They're going to baseball. They're going to this. They're going to that. We got, I got to fit it in because yeah. it's not fair that my children, it's not fair that my busy schedule, you know, uh, permits my children not to do certain things. No, I want them to have all that they can have. So we just have to prioritize and figure it out. So it's a very stressful life, very tiring life, very exhausting, but I have children and that I need to be grateful for, you know, yes. I'm a mom. I'm grateful for that. I'm mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. I'm grateful for that. So now we just have to figure out how to balance all of this. Right. I want my children to be happy. I want my husband to be happy and I want to be help- happy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go get my facial. I'm going to go to the spa. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go to yoga. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm just throwing out things, but I'm going to do what makes me happy. But I'm also going to be a wife. I'm also going to be a great mom. I'm also going to be a great friend. You find, you find the time. There's 24 hours in a day. We just got to figure it out. Just try to get in six to eight hours of sleep. And yeah. in the rest of that, <laughs> you just... I ask God to give you strength. I swear I ask God to give me strength every single day. Y'all heard, y'all heard me say earlier, God, give me strength. Mm-hmm. Give me the strength. Listen. You clearly know that I have it. So show it to me right now because I need it. Mm-hmm. Reveal it. That's that. Yeah. Now, I mean, I think over the years, you've definitely continued to grow in popularity, right? There's more and more people becoming familiar with the brand. Um, but in regards to like, celebrity endorsements so just people that even supported the brand like who have been some of the people that have either a surprised you or you know like or just like just wowed you like wow they're really rocking with me right now yeah um i want to say i'm really grateful to like i'm sometimes i'm so wild just last week uh brandon marshall is that his name he's a football player right i think Mm -hmm. um is he a football player a basketball player i don't know Maybe I'm saying it wrong. No. Um, Brandon Marshall? No, not Brandon Marshall. I, I, Brandon Marshall is a football player, though, right? I think so. But that's not what yeah, I'm Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was a wide receiver. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But that's not... I'm not talking about him, but his wife okay. does support me, which is amazing. Okay. Like, okay. I love her. But not her. Um, a basketball player. I can't remember his name. But anyway, his wife spent, like, $700 on my website the other day. And I'm like... Wow. Uh, what? Uh, you know, that's like you just don't know. You don't you don't know who sees you. You don't know who's watching, you know, and I'm just grateful for, for everybody. Like Yvette, uh Beyonce's publicist, mm-hmm. she supported my business. She called wow. my spa and was crying, saying, like, 
how she was so wild and so, you know, and so happy for me. And so like, and my manager had to call me like, you need to call her right now, girl. Cause she has yes. been on the phone for eight minutes and she's so happy for you. And she's making me so emotional and I can't, and serious? I have time, but you know, but like, I'm so grateful, you know, and it's such an honor and it takes time. I feel people want to give up when it's not an overnight success and people, you know, like they don't, it takes a long time. Yeah. And it's all about the timing. It takes the right time. And when God sees it fit, you know, but you can't do it for celebrities to see you. <laughs> you right. know, like, you got to do it for you. Purpose. Yeah, you got to do it for you. And then and, and it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. But we we get support from a lot of um, big influencers, a lot of celebrities, a lot. And that's the best part for me, because influencers love to get stuff for free. Yep. Yeah, that's why I hate. I even hate calling myself an influencer, but I do understand what influence is, right? Yes, and I'm grateful that I'm grateful that I have it because, but I'm using it the right way. Like I still buy things from businesses, and I still support them. I'm still going to tag you. Don't send it to me for free. I'm gonna go buy it. You know, like I understand what it is like, but it's a blessing to see people with great influence because just because you have followers don't mean you have influence. Facts. Great influence. Support your your brand. Genuinely love it, and then share it because it really it's needed. Every black business needs support. I don't care how much followers you see on this page, and you think, oh, they don't need it. They got followers. No, we need it. We need every like. We need support. We save every every share. Yeah. Because that's what's going to keep our business growing. We're not here for the moment. Like. This is a legacy that I'm building. I want to be gone. Right. And I want my daughter and my son to have this business that they are running. They're the CFO of whatever it is. But I want it to be a continuous thing. We go to the Red Door Spa. I want Jewelry Spa to be a Red Door mm-hmm. Spa. Yes. You know, like, it's not it's not a moment thing. And if we don't support each other, no one else will. And yes. that's the only thing that we're lacking. We have to do it. We can't expect free things. We have to want to support because we want to support the same way you want to support Nike, the same way you buy your Yeezys. You don't have to support it if it's not what you're into, because I feel like a lot of businesses are getting misconstrued with that. People are getting upset because people are not supporting you. But if they don't like what you have, they don't have to support you. Exactly. It's it's not necessarily (laughs) for everybody. Yeah. Everybody's not going to like everything. However, a share doesn't hurt. A like doesn't hurt. You know, like. People it's don't free. Know how to do that. It's free. Somebody that you know is going to be interested. Yes. Yes. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I mean, I was a believer before, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of work to do, but we do, and we're doing it. And and this is why conversations like this. I feel like I say this almost every episode, but this is why conversations like this are important. It's so important to get into the mind of the business owner, of the entrepreneur, because this this is where we're going. I mean, yes, there are people with nine to fives, but we're now learning as Black people that multiple streams of income are so important, and it is important to not only you know. Have one stream. Have one stream, but also understand. Yeah, also understand that it's important to invest in others. Yeah. Because we're all within the same circle, this money circle. Money circulates, uh, our community circulates amongst each other. It's important. We are doing it. We are, I'm seeing it. 
You know, like our community, we're, we're thriving. We are literally spending the money within the black business. Like Pete, like there are a group of us that's really like, nope, I'm gonna find somebody that's black. I got it. <laughs> I mean, yo, to, to your point, I mean, not to keep saying their name, but hey, look, why go to Red Door when there's juries? Yeah. Like, let's let's be and real we, about we it. we got better service. No there cap. You no mm-hmm. cap. But y'all so scared to even try because it's black owned. Y'all prefer to go to the white place. Oh, mm-hmm. we stopping that. That stops now. Oh, yeah. that's absolutely stopping. Yeah. That stops now, you know? Because <laughs> if you thought, you're going to learn differently. Yeah. That's it. You're going to learn differently. You're going to be wild. And Jory Spa is not the only Black-owned spa. There's a ton of Black-owned spas in Brooklyn, yes. in New York. And, you know, and so there's many to choose from. But support us. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we all yeah. can't do all the faces in New York. Because if right. we're booked, I promise you, I'm sending them to the, the, the spa down the block. Right. You right. know, like, there's a there's a lot of us. That's love. And that's how yeah. it has to be. And I would only hope the same. You know, I would only hope that, yeah. look, you can't take everybody. Send them <laughs> down to us. <laughs> you know? But that's how we keep, that's how we keep it. That's how we keep it. And it's only going to get better. Absolutely. I, I'm I'm impressed by what's going on right now. I'm I smile every time on my Instagram because I see so many successful people like doing it. Like I was a nine to five worker. I was a caseworker. I worked for a nonprofit organization called JCCA, and I was that stressed out caseworker. And mm-hmm. I left work and went to do hair. And I never complained about leaving my my hair salon two o'clock in the morning to go back to work. I was always complaining that I was at work, and that's mm-hmm. when I knew. Okay, you know what, Nikita do it because if you ain't complaining about standing on your feet all night you love this shit <laughs> so this is what you, this is you need to do it and i remember when i told my husband like yeah i'm gonna leave my job and he said we were we were uh getting married that year we got married that year so not only were we saving money for our wedding i then told him i want to open up a business he's like huh <laughs> now <laughs> like right now like wow but i said we're gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna hustle and it happened and it happened you just got to, you got to know what you're doing and, ha- and have, what is your goal? You trying mm-hmm. to have a nice bag or you trying to have a place that you, that you love, that you're working in? If you Maybe could drop, if you could drop a book in two months, then <laughs> I, I, you sold me. Like you're going to do whatever you Anything need to do. Nikita. Whatever we have to do, we are going to do it as long as I'm alive and able to do it. And you know what? So many people have these thoughts and ideas of things they want to do, and it's just an idea forever. It's and just that's an the idea. Scary part. So at least we know that we're going to leave this world knowing that we took the risk, mm-hmm. and that in itself makes a difference. Is that we took the risk? We didn't leave with the idea. We didn't leave with the dreams and aspirations. We took the risk. And whether it it failed or succeeded, you still did it. Yes. And that's really all it is. Just do it. Yeah. If it fails, fuck it. Do it again. You did it. You know, yeah, you, you could do the same thing and, and succeed the next time. It probably right. wasn't your time that time. Right. I've had juries for seven years, seven years now. It's about to be seven years. I, I'm going to be seven married for seven years in October. Wow. It's going to be seven years. And Joy's went through a roller coaster. Yes. Closing, opening, firing, letting shit, letting <laughs> y'all go. Everybody got to fucking go. <laughs> you know, like you go through it. 
Yeah. It's a learning experience every single day. And I'm sure I got more learning to do, but what I won't do is I'm never going to quit. I'm never going to give up. This is what I love. And this is what's going to stay. That's that. The moment I start becoming like, oh, hell no. The moment it starts eating at my soul and I'm stressed out. It was great. It was great while I was here. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And that's Next it. stage. That's it. Yeah. So with everything, because the common theme for me with you now learning who you are and what you've been through, I'm waiting for the, the book, by the way. Oh. I'll be I'll be ready for when that book drops of your life story. Um, perseverance is definitely a theme within your life, within your story, within your journey. So with that, what would you tell your younger self to avoid knowing what you know now? Avoid the naysayers. Hmm. Yeah. Simple as that. And I, and to be honest, I feel like I did avoid the naysayers, but there was still like the thought of it in the back of my head. Like, what if they were right? What if I shouldn't have? What if, but then I always had to come back and say, fuck it. Literally. So what? Yeah. I'm not doing this for you. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't care about uh, something failing in, in embarrassment. Embarrassment is not my thing. I'm the most, I'm going to tell you everything and anything. I'm not embarrassed about it. So if, if, if the embarrassment is what you're worried about, then let's do it. Cause, cause you know, fuck it. Y'all not paying. I don't give a, I don't give a shit. (laughs) F it. Yeah. You know, like who, what, what else? That's it. That's the only thing that's holding me back is the embarrassment. Nah, I'm gonna do it. We're gonna try. Let's just do it. Think about when you were in school. You were, you, people's embarrassed for so much things. I had a chipped tooth in the second grade. Like Nas? I said that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) okay. What's next? You know, um, avoid the naysayers. And the naysayers could be anybody. It could be your family. Not everybody is for you. And it's Very a tough true. road. You know, it's a tough road and it's a hard road and it's a sad road, but not everyone is for you. Not everybody is a part of the journey. Even the people right. that you think is supposed to be a part of the journey, sometimes they're not. And you just always have to, you know, move on with love. Don't have any remorse. Don't have any resent, you know, no hate. I always think about my children. I'm like, dang, I don't want to, I don't want to have that on me. I don't want mm. that on my children. Karma is real and it might not get your ass, but it's going to get your kids. It's coming. Yeah. And I don't want always that on my kids. So mm. I, I walk a very narrow path. You know, I try to be just as good to you as I would want to be in a return. And sometimes it doesn't happen that way, but I'm going to do my part. And as long as I know that I was good to you, I don't care about what you do. Because I don't want none of that negative energy come back to my children at all. All about the energy. People I think you you put everything out on the table for us. I think, you know, you, you definitely want to inspire a lot of our listeners from this. I, I hope that some just don't think about the hot cereal and, and go do that. As the only thing they learned tonight. If you want to try it, live your best life, guys. Don't, don't, just don't, don't, don't listen, we, we just talked about naysayers. Yes. Don't don't naysayers. And I also want <laughs> to know that self-care is whatever you want it to be. Nice. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be going to the spa. It could be making your mask at home, 
It's doing it yourself. It could be doing yeah. your toenails. It could be watching the Kardashians. It could, you know, whatever it is that soothes you, makes you feel at peace, makes you feel calm and happy. That's what it is. So don't think that you have to splurge to self-care. That's not what this yeah. is. I, I like that. I'm I'm a view the NBA differently now. That's part of my self-care. It's my so self-care routine. Listen, I leave my husband alone. My husband got his whole routine. He come home, he put on his iPad, he put on his movie. He go in the bathroom, he sit on the toilet, he come back, he lay down, he drink his tea. He got his own situation and I let him be. <laughs> That's you it. Know, he's a CEO. He got a tough life. Mm-hmm. Do whatever yeah. is going to calm your ass down. Right. <laughs> Do whatever's going to make you feel relaxed. And then after all of that, then we got the space together. Like yep. everyone's cool now. Yep. Things yeah, to live by. Tap me too. Like when he be like, "Ah, right, you need a timeout. Let's <laughs> go, <laughs> go chill. Go, go, go get your cereal. Yep, I'm gonna tap you out. <laughs> go do your thing. <laughs> go do your thing. Don't worry, I got the kids. Because <laughs> you know we 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 all need somebody to tap us out sometimes. That's it. Yo, know, Nikita, we appreciate your <laughs> insight, your story. It's it's a colorful one. It's a full <laughs> one. It's a real one. And that's what we we all about on Blue Dope. We that's what yeah. we live for. Over I here. love this. You guys are so yeah. great. The energy is great. I'm Your energy is great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You welcome. Appreciate you. Great. It's before we go. Yeah. Where can everyone find you? Right. So you can find me on Instagram at Mrs. Nikita Gibson. That's it. M R S N I K I T A G I B S O N. And then Jory's, what's the what's the at Jory Spas? There you go. O I R E S S P A. So for, ev- for everybody, when you are in town, you know where you have to stop, get your self-care on Absolutely. until she's in your state. Because we already heard this is Period. gonna be a franchise. It's gonna be right. different places. <laughs> Might be Charlotte next, Atlanta. We don't know. I know that's right. That's it. <laughs> it's happening. Well, uh, that was an eye-opening interview. Let's just say I learned a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give that warm cereal a try. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But, yo, thanks again, Nikita, for sharing a moment of your time with us. We truly appreciate you, and we're watching and loving everything you're doing. So definitely come back and chat with us soon. Nikita, we, we appreciate you so much. Please come back anytime. Can't wait to see what you do next. Hey, a little reminder for everyone out there. You can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash blue dope. That's the P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash B-L-U-E-D-O-P-E. We want to thank all of you for your support. We couldn't do the show without you, as you know this. The feedback is amazing and very helpful. So we truly appreciate each and every one of you. Look, if you like what we do, And we know y'all do. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Rate us, five stars, of course, and review. Every interaction moves us up on the list and helps us tremendously to boost the visibility of the show, which will introduce us to a large community of listeners. You'll also be the first to know when a new episode drops. So please tell a friend to tell a friend, like I said last time, each one, teach one. We all learn something.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Blue Dope and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow the crew on Instagram at Blue Dope TV.